0: Loving in the Past is supported by Colin Garrity. Designing and hand-building quality goods for your home, Colin Garrity makes everything from walnut wood folding tables to maple herb strippers. Simple, beautiful, and practical. Visit ColinGarrity.com to find a gift for anyone today.
1: Age cannot wither her, nor custom stale her infinite variety. Other women cloy the appetites they feed, but she makes hungry where most she satisfies. For vilest things become themselves in her, that the holy priests bless her when she is riggish. I'm Kaden, And I'm Eliza. And this is Loving in the Past. Variety describes the subject of this quote as well as it characterizes the tales that have been born of her story. Cleopatra and her two lovers, Mark Antony and Julius Caesar, have inspired tales and ignited imaginations from their time to the present. Modern fictional accounts paint Cleopatra as a seductress, a woman who used her beauty as power, and Caesar and Antony as her fortunate or unfortunate victims. However, historical records paint a much more complex picture, suggesting that the age-old adage is true. A story reveals more about the storyteller, his audience, and his time than it does about its subjects. Cleopatra was born in Alexandria, Egypt, in 69 BC, into a royal family. Her home life was, unsurprisingly, tumultuous. One sister seized the throne, and then later, another sister took it from her. Cleopatra would have likely learned early on to keep people at a distance. Alexandria was the epicenter for knowledge in Egypt at that time. It contained one of the largest libraries of the ancient world, which Cleopatra would have had unlimited access to. Here and at home, Cleopatra was given an education in the classics of literature and philosophy. While her intelligence and wit were incontestable, Cleopatra's actual physical appearance is disputed. Coins from that time show a woman with a hooked nose and sunken eyes, hardly up to the standard of modern or even classical beauty. In his History of the Life of Antony, the historian Plutarch explained this seeming disparity. For her beauty, as we are told, was in itself not altogether incomparable, nor such as to strike those who saw her, but converse with her, and it had an irresistible charm, and her presence, combined with the persuasiveness of her discourse and the character which was somehow diffused about her behavior towards others, had something stimulating about it. There was sweetness also in the tones of her voice, and her tongue, like an instrument of many strings, she could readily turn to whatever language she pleased.
0: It was precisely her intelligence that led to her famed and universal charm. It seems that the people of her time understood the complexities of attraction more than we do. When Cleopatra came of age to rule, she decided to fashion herself as the new Isis, an ancient Egyptian goddess who was thought to have limitless powers despite having once been mortal, her name has many translations, Queen of the Throne, Knowledge, and Female of Flesh. In short, it was fitting for the new multifaceted queen. While famous for her seductive nature, finding a lasting lover would be a tall order. Who better than someone as powerful, charming, and intelligent as she was? Looking back, the men she chose seemed like the only ones who could answer this need. Julius Caesar was born into a patrician, or aristocratic family, in 100 BC. The family resided in Alba Longa, 20 miles from Rome. They traced their lineage back to Venus, yet they were not particularly wealthy or elite. Despite happy and relatively ordinary beginnings, Caesar was forced to take on the role of head of the household when he was only 16, when his father unexpectedly died. Perhaps this early leadership role spurred his precocious ambition, as he soon ran for and held political office two years before he had reached the minimum age to do so. Like Cleopatra, Caesar was thrust into a highly complex political world, one in which politics were personal and vengeance was rashly enacted. Caesar was nominated to be the high priest of Jupiter during the civil war between his uncle and his uncle's rival, Sulla. When Sulla gained control, Caesar's priesthood and his fortune were taken from him because of his relation to Sulla's rival. Comfort and trust were as scarce for Caesar as they were for Cleopatra. Caesar was once captured by pirates who demanded 20 talents of silver for his ransom. Caesar, never to be degraded, suggested that they ask for 50 instead, exhibiting early on a gumption that came down to characterize him.
1: During the civil war of Egypt between Cleopatra and her brother, Caesar traveled to Egypt to retrieve their debts to Rome. Cleopatra likely realized that an alliance with Caesar would help her win back her kingdom. She also had likely heard of Caesar's reputation as a womanizer and had heard of how charming he could be. Whatever her initial motives, it was in Cleopatra's best interest to make a larger-than-life first impression. Cleopatra timed their first meeting so that it would occur at dusk, She boarded a ship to Alexandria and then transitioned to a smaller vessel when she neared the city. Her one companion, a merchant named Apollodorus, brought a life-size bag. When they reached shore, Cleopatra climbed into the bag and Apollodorus carried her into the palace. He found his way to Caesar and deposited the queen at his feet. It was rumored that Cleopatra forced herself to cry to make use of the beauty that can come in sorrow. In making this entrance, Cleopatra took a risk. It might have horribly failed— Caesar might have seen such an entrance as absurd or desperate. However, Caesar recognized that the gesture took courage. At this time, virtues like courage were believed to have sexual appeal when found in both men and women, as were intelligence and wit, and Cleopatra had all of these traits in spades. Many believed that he deflowered her that night, and their romance was thereafter born. Caesar remained in Egypt for the following nine months. Together they sailed down the Nile on a 300-foot ship, equipped with banquet halls and gardens, dining on the finest food and wine. In 47 BC, Cleopatra gave birth to a son named Caesarion, whose name, not so subtly, suggested his parentage. Both Cleopatra and Caesar had their countries distribute coins with depictions of each other. Caesar's infatuation with Cleopatra did not go over well with the Romans. Some found Cleopatra charming, but most found her arrogant as compared to the quieter Roman women. Many worried about how enamored Caesar seemed to be with the Egyptian queen. The orator, Cicero, was publicly vocal about his dislike of Cleopatra. He believed women were the weaker sex, and Cleopatra's outspokenness, charm, and power, combined with Caesar's love for her, made her threatening.
0: While Caesar's attachment to Cleopatra was concerning, his tendency to overstep the bounds of what the Romans were comfortable with had been causing concern well before he had become romantically attached. In fact, Caesar seemed to be as besotted with himself as he was with Cleopatra, he had long been requesting to have statues of him placed throughout the city, one of which he titled the Unvanquished God. Many were concerned he would overthrow the Roman Constitution and make himself king. This, above all else, led to Caesar's demise. On March 15, 44 BC, just three years after he met the Egyptian queen, Caesar was assassinated by his fellow countrymen, some of whom were his friends. Cleopatra, fearing for her life, fled back to Egypt. Chaos inevitably ensued, but in the turmoil, a new, romantic interest would emerge for Cleopatra. Mark Antony. Antony had grown up in a respectable Roman family, so he was given a preeminent education that emphasized balancing two sides of an issue and public speaking, skills which would aid him when he ruled military campaigns. While bright, he was often lazy and disinterested in school. He soon chose to enter into military service and rose within the ranks because of his natural leadership abilities and his likability. Antony became a quick ally of Caesar, ruling over Gaul while Caesar led his military campaigns. When Caesar was killed, Antony was thrust into a precarious situation where his early training and balanced thinking could be utilized. He had to face those who killed Caesar and also find a way to organize those who wanted to avenge Caesar's death, who were largely in disagreement. After Caesar's death, Mark Antony also quickly came to Cleopatra's defense by declaring Caesarion the true heir of Caesar in front of the Roman Senate. The two would not meet again until 41 BC, when Antony needed Cleopatra's financial assistance for his wars in the East. At the time, Egypt was being swept with famine, and finances were certainly scarce. However, Cleopatra, never to be deterred from what she desired, made the trip on an elaborately decorated fleet of ships with the intention of seducing Antony. She once again fashioned herself like the new Isis, decorating her body with jewelry, which would now be valued at millions of dollars. The sails were purple, and she had them doused in perfumes so that the scent of her arrival would be as beautiful as its appearance. When Cleopatra arrived, Antony sent a reception committee to retrieve her and bring her to him. However, Cleopatra, stubborn and wishing to be in control, refused to go with them. Antony soon submitted, realizing that it was him that must go to her. They dined on her ship with golden and jeweled goblets, which were gifted to Antony. Cleopatra's wit, as well as her wealth, won Antony over. Soon after, Antony joined Cleopatra in Alexandria, where they feasted and took advantage of all the culture that Alexandria had to offer. During this time, Cleopatra conceived two twins. Antony's political duties coaxed him back to Rome before he could even
1: lay eyes on his sons. In the aftermath of Caesar's death, Rome became split into three territories, each ruled by a different general. Antony was appointed to the eastern region, and part of his settlement was a marriage to Octavia, the sister of Octavian, one of the other two generals. This arrangement was made to bring peace to the disjointed Rome, but such an arrangement had the opposite effect on Cleopatra. She had to see newly minted coins of Octavia and Antony. She was likely overwhelmed with doubt, even if she understood the marriage to be a political arrangement. Four years passed without Antony and Cleopatra seeing each other, Then Antony summoned Cleopatra to Antioch and married her. As a wedding gift, he gave Cleopatra new territory, which granted her more power. In Rome, however, Antony's amorous decisions gave Octavian an excuse to try to gain power. Octavian began making death threats towards Antony, even asking Cleopatra to kill him in exchange for more territory and power. Cleopatra obviously refused, and so Octavian declared war on both of them. Fighting began in western Greece And even though Antony supplied superior numbers, Octavian's general Agrippa outsmarted him in battle. Defeated, Antony fled to Alexandria. Knowing the end was near for the both of them, he and Cleopatra resolved to commit suicide together. As Octavian and his men neared Alexandria, Antony mistakenly heard word that Cleopatra had ended her life earlier than they had planned. Distraught, he stabbed himself with a sword, and he was brought to Cleopatra to die in her arms. In the mind of Shakespeare, this was not just one man's death. The breaking of so great a thing should make a greater crack. The round world should have shook lions into civil streets, and citizens to their dens. The death of Antony is not a single doom. In the name lay a moiety of the world.
0: Like Cleopatra and Caesar, Antony had enough complexity to make up as many men as fought in his armies. Moiety, meaning each of two parts, was perhaps the best word to describe him. Rudish, yet romantic, intelligent, yet too easily swayed by his own emotion. A man of the people, yet a clear admirer of wealth. He held the extremes of personality in balance. Moiety, infinite variety, and individuality. How often does one person have these traits, much less each member of a love triangle? This might be exactly why we are so drawn to their story. Each person had a complexity and a singularity. With this singularity, however, there might have been costs. It is clear from the accounts that these were not entirely political agreements, nor were they entirely romantic. As they wove in and out of each other's lives, one wonders how well they even knew one another. How much did they allow themselves to reveal? As obscured as they seem to us, they must, too, have been somewhat hidden from each other. And yet, in the mind of the poet Rainer Maria Rocca, mystery and distance is the foundation of romantic love. Once the realization is accepted that even between the closest people infinite distances exist, a marvelous living side-by-side can grow up for them if they succeed in loving the expanse between them, which gives them the possibility of always seeing each other as a whole and before an immense sky.
1: For Cleopatra, Caesar, and Antony, these distances were literal. When they were apart, it would have taken them weeks to make the journeys to meet one another. However, their figurative distance from one another, the independence and strength of mind that each of them possessed might have been the key to the sustainability and enduring passion of their relationships. When Antony died, Octavian captured Cleopatra with the intention of bringing her back to Rome as a slave. Instead, Cleopatra decided to take her own life. In Shakespeare's account, she turned to her ladies-in-waiting and proclaimed that they should face their ends with dignity. We'll bury him, and then, what's brave, what's noble... Let's do after the high Roman fashion and make death proud to take us. In fact, Cleopatra had already likely made death proud to take her. Who would sail down a river to make an entrance? Who would build a monument for their lover? Who especially would do that now? Cleopatra and both of her lovers were larger than life, so that when the angel of death came to take them, he might have, for once, met his match. (laughs) ¶¶
0: I think we should start by uh, introducing our guest. Um, Holly, say hi.
2: Hello.
0: <laughs> Holly is a good friend and um, not really a coworker, but we are regular. We feel like coworkers with her mm-hmm. because we are regulars at the coffee shop that she is a wonderful barista at. Mm-hmm. Um, she's married. How long have you been married? um three and a half years she's married to a man named jimmy who kaden and i <laughs> hold as a standard mm-hmm. um gosh. and we literally told each other today before yeah. you got here like you deserve a jimmy yeah really kaden, you deserve a jimmy. Oh and if he's not a jimmy
1: he's not good enough he's not him. i really appreciate that also i feel like we could say the same like if it's not a holly
2: Oh my no, god! So you know
1: what I mean? Yes. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like Holly and Jimmy are the only people either of them could be with because they are like the only people good enough, essentially. Um, right. So yeah. Holly <laughs> is here
0: with us today to discuss our wonderful. And we call it a love triangle. It wasn't really a love triangle. No, no,
1: no. Because they weren't. No yeah. one was like
0: cheating. Like there they wasn't overlap. Over no, no <laughs> over <was>. <laughs> overlap. No, there wasn't. But. But there's three key. Pla- this is the only episode really where we have like three key players mm. instead of two. Um, so typically, Holly, we start out with. Uh, you're a Harry Potter fan.
2: Yes, I'm actually reading the mm. series for the first time. That's
0: Wait. amazing. What? Yes. <laughs> how old are you? Tell, <laughs> tell everyone how old you are. Okay, but you're
2: gonna feel bad when I tell you that my parents
0: won't let me. Oh, oh my no, god! No, I, totally wow. okay. I totally get Unless that. Okay, you're really putting <laughs> your <laughs> no. Put I, in your mouth, I, I don't. totally get that. Yeah. Um, my parents actually did let me read Harry Potter, but I had a lot of friends growing up whose parents did not let them. So, I'm I have seen there. all the movies.
2: Okay, so you you're well versed I'm in you're the well first worthed. book. And what house are you? I am a Ravenclaw. Oh,
0: okay, okay respect. I have a good variety here. Yeah,
2: and um, and I just finished the like. They just got to Hogwarts after the World Cup. Love it, love it, mm. love it. So love it. it's about to get yeah mm, it's getting, getting going yeah mm-hmm.
0: so we always like to see kind of what house we think our key players are in um what do you guys think i mean what house is like self-obsessed no exactly exactly i, I mean caesar because caesar told his pirates you guys aren't charging enough no
1: exactly no caesar's for sure slytherin
0: yeah, i think cleopatra is also i don't I think, think but antony is i, I don't. was don't. gonna say that
1: too yeah. oh my gosh we're so at the same age don't you think antony's a uh, gryffindor for sure
0: I get that. Yeah. Or do you think Hufflepuff? Well, I was gonna say Ravenclaw. Well, except that he was like he's like a man cool. of the people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. No. Exactly, okay, exactly. I was gonna say Ravenclaw because he was like very well versed and like very well spoken mm, and totally intelligent in that way. But I think that you're right. That does make him Gryffindor. Yeah. Which makes total sense because uh, absolutely, there's an attraction between Gryffindors and Slytherins. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. What do yeah. you think Jimmy is Jimmy's a Hufflepuff. Oh, Jimmy's first. Sure yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you know it. <laughs> Okay, so now that we've clearly established, mm,
1: which is really essential for the rest of the conversation, yeah. honestly.
0: I want to say, I know I know you have specific things you want to talk totally. about, but I want to say that, like, that quote from Raina Maria Wilco, and I can never say that name, um, is so on point with what Caden and I talk about all the mm. time, which is, like, a, a good relationship will only work if there's a level of distance. Mm-hmm. Which yes. sounds... 100%. Um, I can't think of the word. It, it, it like it has a negative it connotation. Con- t- in a counter- counter- it sounds yeah. counterintuitive to say like you have to be distant from your partner, mm-hmm. but there has to be a certain level of distance for it to work.
2: Um. So for the f- first two years of mine and Jimmy's relationship, we were long distance.
0: Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait. Where?
2: How? I lived here in Nashville, and he lived back in Ohio. So we were like five hundred miles apart for two I years. Know. How yeah. did you meet? Uh, well, we met like in third grade.
1: <laughs>
0: Stop it! I didn't know that. So,
2: um, but like we didn't really know each other until high school that well. Um, and he was in my brother's band. Like my, he was friends with my brother, and mm-hmm. then he played bass in my brother's band. And just got to know him that way. But we didn't actually start dating till I was like 21, and I was like moving. It was like three weeks before I was moving here that we started dating. Oh my
1: gosh! And wow. so,
2: um, but like he was like. A really good friend of mine first Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like he already kind of knew that I'm a very independent person Mm -hmm. so he was just like I just want to try it so we did And and then he moved here uh I moved back home in 2013 for a little bit just to kind of like regroup, recollect. And then we ended up getting married and then moving back here.
0: Gotcha. Mm.
2: So we've lived back here for about three and a half years. Pretty much we got married and a week later moved here. <laughs> wow. wow. So,
0: yeah. And that's you didn't live together changing. before you got married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you always kind of had that distance until you got married. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I have a question. And then I know we need to discuss um, Cleopatra. But oh, yeah, I right, 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 also, right, right. Um, like, and always a question for me is how do you maintain the distance or that site kind of respect for independence when you are married and you're living together yeah. and all of that. That's something it's that's been something
2: that's been really like, um, I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately because mm-hmm. I think when you first get married, you're just like, Oh, let's be together all the time. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Well, and now we work together. So mm-hmm. there's that element, which I don't mind. Mm-hmm. I don't really see him at work. Um, and like if we want to own business together someday, like we're going to always be working <laughs> yeah. together. Yeah. But I think like we're just both the type of people that need our own space mm-hmm. in order to like recover and recuperate. And so mm-hmm. we have that mutual understanding. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what kind of makes, helps us make it work. I think mm-hmm. we kind of had to go through some bumps like mm-hmm. and just say, oh, hey, like we need to make sure that we carve out this time individually for ourselves, mm-hmm. especially me too. Like I'll want, wh- I'll get real whiny if I don't get mm-hmm. my me time. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> um, mm-hmm. it's just took learning and like yeah. you doesn't always like, go according to plan you yeah th- but you just learn and you try again and if you just always just like i what i love
1: about that is like seeing
2: what does she say something about like seeing them
1: oh as a whole can you, can and you, wait yes i can yes. totally go back and I, I think it's like the most beautiful thing mm-hmm. yes um of always seeing each other as a whole and before an immense sky
0: mm-hmm. yes Whoa.
1: exactly and like Always just keeping in mind
2: that, like, if you feel like you're deserving of that space, they're deserving of their space, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. So you just kind of have to let... That's part of love, is just letting that person be who they are. Totally. And, and wanting that for them. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I totally agree. Um, which is kind of... Mm. Which
0: is totally what, like, Cleopatra did with these guys, because they, like, celebrated her for who she was. 100%. They didn't try and, like... Like, rein her
1: in. Rain her in mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. all. And,
0: mm-hmm. and they couldn't be reigned in anything. I mean, right. more Julius than right. Mark Antony, but...
2: And that's what I thought. I was, like, like, she so she did cool. like plan a meeting with him and sneak in, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty so yeah.
2: That's
1: a little intense, yeah. But then okay. they let each other do their own thing, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's something I always yeah. think about too. It's like I well, and this is something that's kind of about, you know, the whole discussion, but you get a sense and these are just like little vignettes and they are like, I don't know. I guess in a sense, they're big stories um, of things she did for them. But you feel like your impression is that when they were together, it was so, so, so intense. And then they would go and do their own thing. And I feel like, to me, that's always seemed kind of cool. Like, give someone your whole attention when you're with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And then, you know, mm-hmm. go and live the rest of your life. But this is something that I was thinking about. Um, like, in today's world, do, do you think we give people that level of attention or um, uh, intensity and is it harder to almost do that in today's world? Um, yes, it is harder. Yeah, you got so many distractions. Exactly. Yeah, there's so
2: many distractions, mm-hmm. and sometimes like I miss like the the magic of like oh Jimmy's coming to visit. He's gonna mm-hmm. stay for a whole week. Like this yeah. is gonna be so much fun. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it just takes a lot of extra effort for yeah. sure. Also, it would be it would be helpful if we were filthy rich.
0: <laughs> yeah, kidding. no, exactly. Right, right, right. That's a fair point too. That's a fair point too. <laughs> That's
2: funny. No, I'm just totally. kidding. You can be lavish and not have any money. Okay.
0: Totally. Just... Well, so that
1: was like <laughs> another topic. Is like, can you? So these are big gestures. Yes. yes. Um, obviously, we do not all have yeah, access she, to like she a shift that we could. Like, that's what no. I'm like, girl. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: Exactly. She was extra.
1: No. Yeah, she sure. was real, extra. real um, extra. So I feel like there are kind of two pieces to this. Because one, obviously, we do not have access to those things. But even in the smaller ways that we could do something uh, for partners or they could do things for us, um, do you think that we are as comfortable with those like large displays of emotion as they might've been back then?
2: I think it's all weird now Mm -hmm. because like we live in like the, the Instagram world now where like people like to put their big things like, Mm -hmm. and they put their relationships out for all Mm -hmm. to see too, which I mean, is fine. Like it's whatever you can, you feel comfortable doing. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just kind of interesting, like how that plays a role. I feel like in relationships mm. because people, I think, if you're one of those that wants the look at me, look at what we did, mm-hmm. like look at the,
1: you know what I mean? I totally. Don't do you I don't like to be judgmental. On no, but makes I'm me with feel you. Like I'm judgmental. No, I, well, I, I don't have an Instagram, so you you know I judge. Um, but uh, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Um, but yeah, do you think that that takes something away? I mean either of you? Do you think that takes something away from the gesture if it's posted about? If it's public, if it's public, yeah.
2: Yeah. I think okay. So when Jimmy proposed Mm -hmm. to me, I'm Mm -hmm. just gonna use my own life experience. No, please do. Please do. Um, When Jimmy proposed to me, like we didn't tell anybody till like the next day because we just wanted to like relish in that moment and have that time Mm. for ourselves. And I don't know if like people really do that much. Yeah, it's like oh, he proposed, and it's on the internet right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so it's like there isn't time for just the two of you it's everybody's involved in that and Mm -hmm. it makes it even harder to give that person their space
1: right right yeah I know I totally agree and yeah in a sense like we don't no one's giving anyone space it's not even Mm -hmm. in our relationships we're kind of and maybe not even giving ourselves the space to like on one hand,
0: though, like, I think it's almost become sometimes, well, not with everyone, but like, now that everyone is on social media, it's almost like people expect people to make gestures. Mm, yeah, that's like, true, too. Yeah. I don't think any of, like, I know someone whose ex, like, literally got mad at him because she was like, why don't you ever post about what? me? Like, Ooh, that's right. not... Like, that's, like, crazy town to me. But yeah. it was, yeah. like... I mean, she was, like, not a great partner. But it was just, <laughs> like... Now it's, like, expected. Right. Yeah. And right. if you don't post about them, then that's bad. Like... On the other hand, like, if someone ever made a statue of me, I would, like, break up with them immediately. That's, like, yeah. terrifying to me. That's, like, terrifying. No, no, no.
1: That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. want to have to look at that. Yeah. Um, no, I'm with you on that. And actually, um, our friend Ben, I was kind of talking about um, this story to him. And he brought up a good point. He was like, you know, some of these gestures weren't even you know, for, he was like, I wonder if they were even fully for the other person or for the performance for everyone on some level (gasps) or the story after. So in a sense, they were even, we don't know what they did. Well, and there was a lot of like, like, just from the small reading that I did, Mm -hmm. it seemed like there was a lot of political advantage Mm -hmm. in those relationships
2: Uh as Mm -hmm. well. Uh So it's like, yes, there probably was romance, but there was also another level of like advancement. 100%. Yeah. Mutual benefit from this relationship.
1: Right. So yeah, yeah, it's such a complicated one because you do feel well, and this this leads into one of my other questions. Um, who do you think, who do you think maybe she loved more? I think it's really hard to tell, and or who would you choose? Anthony, so I think she
0: like. Fucked Julius Caesar, but made mm. love to Mark Antony. I'm Ooh, totally, with <laughs> totally with you. Totally with you. Yeah, so I think her. I think that her um attraction was genuine. Right. Mm-hmm. Both Who sides. was
2: okay? Did Julius Caesar help her take back the throne? Because wasn't she exiled? Is that a true thing? She
0: was in Rome like during her romance with Julius Caesar, and then after he died, went back to Egypt. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think that her attraction was genuine to both, but I think that it was in more infatuation with Julius Caesar, and I think he was more her equal mm. personality-wise. Mm-hmm. And so there's like something to be said about like being attracted to someone who reminds you of yourself. Mm-hmm. And then with Mark Antony it was more of a balance, I think.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm kind of with you.
0: And then, okay, yeah, so who who would you guys
1: be more interested in? Um, Mark. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Cause yeah, Caesar's for sure the wasn't wrong decision. not he, like, way older, too, Caesar? Yeah, totally, he totally. He was, like, 50-something, yeah, and she was, like, 20. No, exactly, exactly. And Antony just seemed like, like, he was kind of, like, I don't know, I feel like he was a man of the people, but then he was, like, you know he was smart, too. You know what I mean? would yeah. be, like, in the modern day, if like, I don't know. I read this you,
2: interesting, like, 10 things you didn't know about Uh, Cleopatra, Mm -hmm. Julius Caesar, Mark Antony thing. And Mm -hmm. it was like, just like a weird, like history essay. And they were talking about how, like, I think it was Mark Antony, like one of his frenemies. Like it was like his, arch enemy but also his friend was murdered or whatever and he like grieved heavily over this yeah so it was like this enemy that he like was always fighting against but he loved he loved having this enemy
0: interesting whoa and
2: so like it was kind of like they they were frenemies like legit frenemies and he was like grieving the loss of this and Mm -hmm. he was like super pissed and like i think cleopatra helped him get revenge for Uh, his frenemy's death
1: interesting (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i feel like yeah yeah i Super weird. Yeah. But also,
2: that's kind of endearing.
1: a little endearing, but also, like, it's kind of all about his own, like... It's just, like, everyone was a pawn. You know? Everyone yeah. was just, like, a game yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super interesting. Yeah. Okay. Another thing I wanted to talk about was, like... I, I had no idea, like before i did some of the research for this that cleopatra was not conventionally beautiful by yeah. her ti- even by her time standards like mm-hmm. that's kind of which wild are so to me from right which yes. are even different from today but it was like by today's or by those times she was not physically attractive mm-hmm. but yet everyone still talked about how attractive she was as like yeah. a person um, so physically
0: she was just she was like very harsh like she had like a sharp nose so like yes
1: so they said it was like almost like a hook nose and sunken eyes yeah. which are like I don't think at any point that was found attractive but yeah. because she was so dynamic as a person yeah um people found that really attractive yeah so I feel like that's more how we talk about men today like it's like oh like he's so attractive because of all these personality characteristics. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was kind of cool that at that time, um, a woman was kind of being able to be viewed through that Mm lens. I also Um, think
0: confidence is sexy. Oh, totally.
1: Totally. And I was even saying, I think, well, I, yeah, I'm curious what you guys think. Um, actually, so let's start there. Like, do you think, why do you think now in today's world, there's so much emphasis put on the physical, Appearance, do you think that's been that way for centuries? She was just an anomaly. I mean,
0: here's the thing yes. the Egyptians invented makeup, so I would mm. not say that like that's a new thing because right. literally yeah. her culture invented makeup, right. but um,
2: I think there's always been that, but once again, I'm gonna bring this back. We've got social media. Yeah. And so everybody's trying to just say, like, look at me, look at what I got. And I think it's just more in your face now than it was then. Because, like, I mean, women have always been forced into all kinds of weird shit to look a certain way. Whether it's, like, wearing super tight girdles and they can't fucking Mm -hmm. bend their backs. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. right. You know? So it's just kind of, like, I don't think that's ever... I think that's always been a thing, but I just don't think it's always been in your face. Right. It's just been, like, a way of life. This is just how we do it. Mm -hmm. And, like if you want to get married and have a good life, you just need to look this way. Mm -hmm. So it probably stems from that, but now it's just like everywhere in your face.
1: Totally. But I was thinking that like, this almost shows that even men, because these were the most powerful men mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. at that time. And yet they were choosing, I mean, again, she was a powerful woman, but yet it, it did seem like at least some level of that was genuine sexual attraction. Yeah. Um, and so men themselves were responding to things that were not physical, purely physical attraction. Yeah. And so to me, that proves that it, you know, men, people always say, like, oh, men are visual creatures. I don't know if there's that much different. I mean, I do think. Mm-hmm. Like men and women need some sort of physical attraction, but I think so much more goes into it and is a little bit more, I don't oh, know, so many more intangibles sure. go into I it. I think where
0: I find the biggest difference is like, cause I, I think men and women are both like strongly physically attracted, mm-hmm. but, um, I think that like women, I, I don't, I don't want to totally generalize, mm-hmm. but I feel like. I'll say me, and I don't want to speak for all women, but for me, like, if I think a guy's attractive and then he, like, I get to know him and he's like, yeah, then I like it's like I'm totally like, I'm done, and yeah. I think guys can push through that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. And so, so I, I just think feel that like let go anyway. Like, okay, I'm not that into her when she like talks, but she's still like <laughs> she's still hot, very hot. So yeah. I'm gonna do this. And for me, it's like if you if what is if you're mean to your mom, your dick is not coming near <laughs> me. Like if I don't like what's coming out of your mouth, then I'm like so unattracted to you. Totally, but I think guys
1: push through that. But I also think that guys. Like, it's like, yes, they need some level of physical attraction. I actually think it's elevated when they really like the person. And I don't think that's something that they discuss as like, I think females always talk about like, oh my God, he's so funny. And that's such a turn on. I don't think men discuss it. However, I think that it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's a big part of it for them as well. And it's just Mm -hmm. not as like socially acceptable or or discussed. Um, Even though I do, I totally agree with you that like, they're more willing for just sexual pursuits right. to overlook, right. but I think for, I think when it comes to pursuing a relationship, it's I I think that it's probably more equal than we think it is. I totally agree. Yeah,
0: um, and I think as Kaden and I always say, you people become more attractive the more you get to know them and the uh, more you like them, the more totally. physically attractive they yeah. become. Yeah,
1: totally. absolutely, totally, totally. Mm-hmm. What, uh, well, what else did you guys like? What were some of the things that came up for you guys as you were? kind of hearing their story
0: I mean the 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 keeping like two strong personalities like keeping a good distance was the main thing totally for me like I don't think I I don't think I could work with my spouse I don't I think it'd be I think I would be I wouldn't know where to drop find the balance yeah I'm sorry. I don't know. (laughs) It's really hard. (laughs) But I guess you said, like, you don't, like, I, this is, like, so crazy that I'm even bringing this up. Mm -hmm. But, like, I always thought about that in the office when, like, Jim and Pam did eventually get together. Yeah. And then they look at each other all day. And then eventually she became a salesperson and their desks desks were right next to each other. And I was like, I love that they love each other so much, but I don't think I could do that. Yeah.
2: I think, though, like, when you have a job, like, it probably would be totally different if you were like owning something together. I mm. agree. But totally, because yeah. like you a have specific project. like yeah. jobs to do, and you're focused on doing that. You're not really like. Also, like, I think with Jim and Pam, they still had their own workspace. Mm. Yeah, totally were infringing totally. on each other. Like, they were in the same. Like they were just yeah. a couple feet away, but they each had their own desk. You know, yeah. <laughs> and they had their own clients, and like, yeah, that's you just have true. to figure that's out true. boundaries. I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah.
0: I'd have to really work on that because I, I like to be like, I'm friends with all my coworkers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so it would be hard to just like not be with my spouse the whole time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That would be who you were like the most drawn to yeah, talk to. Yeah. And so it'd be hard <laughs> to like forget. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm totally with you. I think, but I do think if it was like a creative pursuit or like a project together, that might feel a little bit different Yeah, because it was like something you were taking on together. Um, one of the other things, and this is like a little separate from this, but do you think in general, some from reading this, um, one of my feelings was like, Oh, these people live way more fully than we do now. Now, granted, they did have like resources or mm-hmm. you know, access to resources that we do not. Um, but do you feel like there's a way we could, like I just felt like all the things that Cleopatra especially would do, it was just like she fully took on life mm-hmm. um, and it just felt so markedly different from like our day to day. Yeah. Um, even if it, And so even if it's not as over the top again, it's like a shift. Yeah. Are there ways we could be that like, it felt like they were so present
2: yes we need to be more present Yeah, (laughs) I do all the time I'm like I just need to not worry about what tomorrow holds and just like enjoy this time that I have and Mm -hmm. do the things that I know that I love doing that bring me joy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that's only going to benefit other areas in my life Mm -hmm. those things that I don't want to do I don't know I don't know if ne- she was necessarily pursuing things out of joy, but uh, maybe she was. I mean...
0: Yeah, yeah. We, like, don't, really cow. Cow. we yeah, don't really we know. We don't really yeah. know. We only got, like, the total highlights of her life. But, totally. Yeah. But she did seem like someone who was taught from a very young age to, like, take every day. Mm-hmm. Or, like, not live, like, one day yeah. at a time. I mean, and not she used that
2: library age. to her fullest
0: totally yeah, Which was cool. And mm-hmm. also, like, this is like, we hear about it a lot with like a royal family, like people taking the throne, but it, at the beginning you started it off by saying like, she had two sisters before her mm-hmm. who like stole the throne. We don't hear a lot about like female heavy families who like steal the throne from right. each other. Right. <laughs> right. We hear that with men a lot. Is so
2: it I think, true that she killed her siblings to take the throne? No, I think one of her sisters killed. One of killed. her sisters killed. Okay. Yeah, one
0: um, of the other ones. Yeah. 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 So from the beginning it was like, don't take anything for granted. Right, totally. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, if you know you yeah. can be killed
2: at any moment like right. i'd be living it up too i yeah. guess right. or maybe yeah. she just knew that she needed to outsmart all these people and she was just like it is kind of just like survival yeah. of the fittest it is and like
0: her first love julius is literally where the phrase getting stabbed in the back comes from mm. because he was like killed by his right, friend right. and yeah. stabbed in the back so mm-hmm. yeah absolutely I am so glad I did, do not live in that town. No, totally, <laughs>
1: totally. Also, we'd be like the poor people. Like <laughs> we'd be like dirt poor. You know, our status would not be great. Yeah. Um, I just think it's such a I don't know. It's such an interesting story, and she was such an interesting woman. Yeah. And I think like the fact that again, just like how intelligent she was, mm-hmm. I think um, I really love that. That was appreciated. I think
2: that's like my the most like. Um, important thing that I took away from that mm-hmm. was that how people revered her for her intelligence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And that she took so much time to keep learning. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we forget that you can always learn new things. And totally. she's just always like, she was just always mm-hmm. expanding her knowledge. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like we have any modern day Cleopatra's people oh. that we
2: like
0: admire, maybe not for their looks and right. like fame, but for, like, am like, their...
1: you know, who I was thinking about who? Um, well, this would be, like, a woman crush for me, for sure, um, would be J.K. Rowling. She's so cool. But I don't think, like, people really um, sexualize her in the same <laughs> way that maybe, like, uh, I could or something if yeah. I were a guy or if I was attracted to women. woman. Um, Has anyone watched the Lady Gaga documentary?
2: No. No. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, because she is not technically, like, I think she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she's a very beautiful person, yeah. but she's not technically, like, classic, like, I mean, she always yeah. hid her face, and that mm-hmm. was, like, one of her things, mm-hmm. was that she never felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. The documentary is so good, and mm-hmm. she is such a badass, and she is so, like, driven, mm-hmm. and even though, like, I'm not always, like, into her music or whatever, I mm-hmm. just find her so fascinating and yeah. so creative, yeah. and You're so, You're totally like,
1: captured by her personality.
2: Absolutely. And her, the documentary was just, like, oh, my God, she works her fucking ass mm-hmm. off, mm-hmm. and she's just, like... Insane. Like she's just so creative and just mm. so like mind blowing. And she can do anything. That's another thing is she can do anything. Mm-hmm. And my friend the other day was like he texted me, and he was like, This is one of my old coworkers and he was yeah. like, Hey, have you seen that movie A Star Is Born? Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, No, I haven't gotten to see it and he goes, Lady Gaga in that movie looks just like you and I was like, <gasps> I don't think then that, that either, but still like, I mean, for yeah. kind of
1: for both of you, like I would, I think Lady Gaga should be complimented But yeah. she was compared to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> I like hit on Holly all the time. <laughs> I'm such a creeper. Um, <laughs> let's see. Who else? Though? Is there anyone like Liza? Who is your, you've got to have a.
0: No, I don't know. I always talk about my celebrity crush on this podcast, which is Hugh Laurie. Do you know who that is? <laughs>
1: um,
0: house. Yes. Yes. So he's like. I would not think that people are like, oh my god, he's so handsome. Yeah. But I'm obsessed with him because of everything that he... Like, I'm obsessed... I get more and more obsessed with him the more I see what he can do. Mm. Because he's a jazz musician, singer, piano player. He's a... He's a comedian. He like started out his career in comedy and he does drama so well. He's just so talented. That's actually and yeah. so he's like to me, I don't think he's conventionally handsome, but I uh, the more I learned about him, the more I was like, oh he is just that salt and pepper, he's so handsome. <laughs> no, but totally <laughs> so, but I'm just so enamored by him. Uh-huh. I'm so impressed mm-hmm. by him. And I'm yeah. so enamored by him and his personality. So he's Mike Cleopatra. Oh my gosh. That's I always great. find a way to bring him into this
1: podcast. <laughs> Caden? <laughs> oh wait, you
2: said oh, wait. JK Rowling, but I did j- that well, really count? Like a Email, um, um,
0: She would
1: really do it for me. But I'm trying to think of, like... I mean, there are so many. Like, Like, not... I mean, if he was younger, and a young version of him was not even an attractive version, I wouldn't say. But, like, Bernie Sanders could really do it for me what like a man (laughs) with conviction oh abraham lincoln Lincoln. (laughs) absolutely that's what what i I totally forgot how could i forget um not a conventionally good-looking man really at all yeah um and except for like the daniel day lewis version of him um (laughs) just smoking (laughs) smoking um but yeah i just think like a man with conviction some good dad jokes it really does it you know
0: are there any celebrities that we know that people just like love, and you're like, what? Why? Like, oh, like, like, ladies are all over.
1: Totally, like Channing Tatum.
0: Well, but he's, oh, he's not. Oh, you. Well, I, I, think I, 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 get, I don't look at Channing Tatum, and I'm like, I don't see why people. No, 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 think no, no, he's no I attractive. get it. I get it totally. <laughs> but yeah. I like, do,
1: if I met him in person, well, actually, no, I mean, he actually I mean, seems nice opposite. and funny. Like, I mean, <laughs> are there
0: people who are you're like? They're not attractive at all, but oh, people Amber are like. Post got Malone. Totally. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> Post Malone. perfect. No, seriously. Like, but ladies are all over Wait, Post are Malone. they? Absolutely. Other than Amber? <laughs> I was know <saying, laughs> <middle> one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> one of our very, very best friends, Amber, is obsessed with Post Malone. Here's the but thing. Thing. there have got to be other Ambers No, sure there are for sure other like, Ambers the way- out there. I actually want to say, I didn't get
1: it at all. But then I watched an interview yes, with him. Exactly no, what this is exactly what we're about. talking about. You yes. did not think Post Malone not was attractive. At and then you watched an all. interview
0: where he called a friend. What did he call he his friend? He called him a gooster gaster. <laughs> he called <laughs> have his have a friend sp- a gooster <laughs> like, <laughs> What? A gooster gaster. <laughs> he called his friend a gooster gaster. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Kane's like, oh my god, I get it. Post Malone is so attractive. That's <laughs> exactly what we're, we're talking about. about. No, totally. You became attracted to him because you saw his personality we were like, this guy's actually really cute. hundred
1: percent. But do you guys, I just want to like know, do you guys understand why that did it for me? <laughs> or not really? <laughs>
0: no. I just think it was like such an absurd thing. It's a cute thing. thing to say. It's a cute, it's a thing, cute thing to say. To say, say. And he said it was such a word thing. Totally, He said it confidence. as if like that's a phrase that everyone 100% says hundred percent. hundred
1: percent. And it was just like kind of cutesy, kind of like, I don't know. It was just the way with words. It was really adorable. And I was like, I get it. I would for sure. The face tats <laughs> don't <laughs> bother me anymore. No, not at all. I didn't tired. even notice. I didn't even notice i don't know so wow all I that to we, say all yeah.
0: that to say i think we should end on that post oh note. for sure yeah where else could we go <laughs> let's dedicate this episode to amber and post malone, <laughs> post malone. and hopefully them together and humor yeah yeah um, yeah i'd love
2: to get them together that'd be great honestly yeah oh let me just call them up i've got this <laughs> uh,
0: my sister-in-law went to high school with him
1: with post malone mm-hmm. yeah Wait, your sister. I think she
0: has some sort of connection. Wait, 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 with him.
2: No, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait. Uh,
0: Shannon. Yeah. Oh my god. I think he's from Florida. I thought he was from is, Texas. Shoot. I don't.
1: Did she? Are you is making this us name up?
0: really Post Malone or is it not?
1: No way. No, it's something.
0: Amber calls him Posty. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, oh so lord. Well, we'll, we'll yeah, yeah. Totally, We'll hopefully totally. have an update for everyone by our next episode. hundred percent. hundred
1: percent for sure. Um, I've been Kaden. I've been Eliza. And this is loving in the past.